0: Happy New Year everyone, New year. it's so good to see each and every one of us, um, 2018 promises to be an amazing year, yes. it shall be a very great year for you in the name of Jesus, yes. every scheme and the plans of everyone to hold you back from fulfilling destiny, fulfilling your purpose I decree they will not stand, every challenge that you have faced in the previous year, I pray for you in the name of Jesus, this year will not be such. In the name of Jesus. In fact, anything that makes itself a challenge unto you this year, I pray for you in the name of Jesus that that thing will walk towards your lifting. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray for favor of God upon you. In the name of Jesus. That favor that makes all things beautiful in His time. I pray that each day that you live this year will be beautiful. Each day that you live this year shall be beautiful. In the name of Jesus. You will not suffer the judgment of men in the name of Jesus you will not suffer the judgment of men when people make judgments concerning you when people make decisions concerning you you will not suffer it Amen. it shall be for your lifting in the name of Jesus because it has been written that every tongue that rises up against us in judgment is being condemned This day I stand in authority of the word of God and I declare that anyone and anything that wants to cast a judgment upon you negatively, Lord, this day I condemn them in the name of Jesus. Where counsel is taken together, where people gather together to take counsel that is contrary to you, I decree in the name of Jesus that such will fall for your sake. In the name of Jesus. The same way that God turned against the counsel of Ayatophel against him. I decree that everyone that brings a counsel against you. May their counsel be turned to foolishness. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. May be turned to foolishness in the ears of the errors. In the name of Jesus. I decree concerning you. That every error that you have made in time past. They stay in the past. In the name of Jesus. Any plan and any scheme of oh God. To bring your errors of the past forward. Father, Lord, I wipe them by the blood of Jesus. I cry mercy on their behalf in the name of Jesus because it has been written that blotting out every written ordinance that were against us, He nailed them to the cross. Jesus has paid the price for all your errors, He has paid the price for all your mistakes. That woman that is caught in adultery was brought to Jesus, and Jesus says, Where are thy accusers? I decree you free from your accusers in the name of Jesus. I decree you free from your accusers in the name of Jesus. I decree concerning you that this year you will walk in the liberty wherewith God has called you. You will walk in freedom. Freedom from bad health freedom from poverty, freedom from lack, freedom from joblessness, freedom from restrictions, freedom from stagnation, in the name of Jesus. This year you will move forward. This year you will move forward. This year you will grow up. You will grow wide, in the name of Jesus. You will increase in the land, in the name of Jesus. You shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You will bring forth your fruits in season, in the name of Jesus. Every time they call unto you, you will answer. Every time they request of you, you will have. In the name of Jesus, you will not live in shame. In the name of Jesus, I decree concerning you that your reproach in times past has now been turned to your approach. In the name of Jesus, people will go out of their way to do you good. In the name of Jesus, I say people will go out of their way to do you good. In the name of Jesus, where you have been rejected before, I decree in the name of Jesus, let them start to look for you to do you good. In the name of Jesus, let them start to look for you to do you good. Jobs that you have applied for before that you really, really wanted. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. They themselves will start to look for you. In the name of Jesus, relationships has been broken down before. I decree restoration. In the name of Jesus, may God, my God, make all things new. In the name of Jesus, he said, I'm making a way in the wilderness. I pray concerning you that every of your wilderness, every of those areas of your life that appears confused, that God himself will make a way concerning you. In the name of Jesus, God will make a way concerning you. In the name of God, we make a way concerning you. In the name of Jesus, every valley, I ask them to be exalted this morning. Every mountain, before you this year, I ask them to make a plain in the name of Jesus. I pray for you that God will make a way for you where there seems to be no way. God will make a way for you where there seems to be no way. The fires this year will not quench you. They will not consume you. Even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I pray for you that the Lord himself will be with you. It will be your comfort. It will be your shield. It will be your fortress. It will deliver you from every trouble. It will deliver you from the arms of men in the name of Jesus. And they asked Mary, or Mary asked Gabriel, how can these things be? says, the power of God will come upon you and will you, overshadow you. I pray for you this morning, great light connections, that the power of God from this day will overshadow you. Saul was anointed. And that same minute, Bible says he became a different man. I pray for you this day, that the person that you need to be to get all the things that you are meant to get this year, I pray that you become it this morning. In the name of Jesus, because the hand of God shall be upon you. And Lord, as we go into your word this morning, please speak to us. Speak to us not the knowledge of man, but Lord, your word. Speak to us your mind. Back your word up with power, such that you fulfill this purpose that you want in our lives. Lord, the world this morning, oh God, help us to mix them with faith, oh God, and to walk with it. That, Lord, all throughout this year, oh God, we will always hear this voice behind us telling us what to do. Holy Spirit, we count on you this time to lead us, to be with us, to walk in our hearts, to walk through our mind, through our thoughts. That, Lord, will be able to comprehend that which you're speaking to us about. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we prayed. If you're excited to be in God's presence, shout hallelujah. You know, I like, I like great light connections a lot. Before you even finish, they've started. I said, if you're happy to be in God's presence, we started clapping. No, I said, shout hallelujah. No clap. <laughs> All right. If you're happy to be in God's presence, give me a clap offering this morning.
1: <laughs>
0: Amen. All right, let's start with Genesis chapter 39 this morning. Genesis chapter 39. So if I go beyond time, it's not my fault because there's no clock for me to monitor myself. Except now I have have a clock, so I should be looking back. Okay. Genesis 39. So you need to go at the speed of light. I might speak very fast, but it's okay. Just catch what you need to catch. And if you don't catch it, don't worry, There's podcast. But there's something about getting the word in moments, Right? See, the truth is that you can listen to a sermon on TV, right? You can re-watch it. You can listen to it on podcasts, but it will never create the atmosphere that was there at the time it was being sent. Never forget that, right? And why a lot of people miss out on the blessings of God, right? Because they're watching somewhere else. What Jesus Christ has said is that the way two or three are gathered in his name, when you're watching it, it is good for knowledge, but it does not create the same atmosphere. So there are things that you need to tap into in the moment. I pray that God will open your understanding this morning. Genesis 39, Marilyn, I'm so sure you've resumed this morning <laughs> the before service. Genesis 39, let us read loud and clear.
1: Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, Bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph, so that he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household, and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well built and handsome, and after a while his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. One day he went into the house to attend his duties, and none of the household servants was inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her household servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until her master came home. Then she told him this story. That Hebrew slave you brought us came to me to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. When his master had heard the story, his wife told him, saying, This is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger.
0: May the Lord bless the reading of his words in Jesus' name. Now, see, this is a very scripture that's very, very important for this season in our lives. Number one, there's only one thing that we need to be everything that God wants us to be this year. Just one thing. And it's in that scripture. It's the favor of God. Tell your neighbor, you need it. And that's the truth. Everything that God wants us to achieve this year, everything that God wants you to be, everything that you're going to be this year is all around that. And should I give you a news this morning? He has given it to you already. So it's not based on you praying for it. It is something that is freely given because it is grace that brings favor. That's why grace and mercy, they are twins. Everywhere you see grace, mercy will show up. Everywhere you see mercy, grace will show up. God has given you that already. I pray you're not going to frustrate it this year in Jesus' mighty name. The grace of God will find you. It will locate you. It will be everything that you are meant to be. Because when you look at that scripture, Joseph, everything that worked with Joseph there from verse 4, he says, and Joseph found favor with the Lord. Because that's all you need to be who you want to be. And I pray that you're going to find that in Jesus' mighty name. I don't say there are some things that, from that scripture alone are evidences of God's favor in your life. Is that okay? when you start seeing them this year, always remind yourself that, "Oh my God, God, I'm actually working your favor." Because oftentimes when we don't know, we don't work with it. But when you're see these little little things being operative in your lives, then you know that, "Oh, the favor of God is actually with me. Are you with me? The favor of God is a representation of the grace of God. So every time you see the favor of God manifest in your life, also know that God, it's only because your grace is with me. Should I go further than that? Every time you realize that there's a favor of God upon your life, and you know that the grace of God is upon your life, always also remember that God is with you. I give me, when you know that God is with you, it changes your paradigm completely from the way you think. It changes the way you think completely. If it makes you to realize that, oh, wow, if God is with me, then how I live my life, how I carry myself has to be different. Let us look at some evidence in that scripture of things that we should pay attention to throughout the year. Number one is that the grace of God makes you valuable. I me mean, the favor of God makes you valuable. So if you're looking for a talking pick this morning, uh, I called it um, getting the best of life. Getting the best out of life. or divine favor, whichever way that suits you. But the grace of God makes you valuable. Remember that this gentleman was not even qualified. There's only one thing that God gave to Joseph right from the beginning. Ability to dream. That was all that God gave to him. So much so that, let me ask you a question. When the Ishmaelites bought Joseph, where was he? Think about it. Where was he? In the pits. It was at the downside of life. Things were not working for him. There was no vision. Because if you're in the pits, you are lower than everybody else. You are the mercy of the people that threw you into the pits. Those people bought him out of that place only because they saw something in him. And when they were going to sell him, they didn't sell him to anybody. They sold him to Potiphar. Who was already a minister? Iif me so for Potiphar to buy Joseph, that means he would have seen something special in Joseph that people did not see. See, listen, church, the way people are going to relate with you this year in the name of Jesus will be such that at times you too you wonder. My first job, I always say, it Lord, I'm not the standard. You are the standard. But it's just a testimony. My first job in life. Within a few months, I was made the MD. I knew nothing about it, right? It's only because, in fact, after a while, I started wondering that what? That man, is that it? the man is stupid or there's something wrong about There's something about me that I don't know. And that alone made me start making that prayer. And that prayer really helped me in my life. That God, please, let me see you the way, I see, the way you see me. No, let me see myself the way you see me. That was the most important prayers I prayed in my life. Because suddenly you start actually seeing yourself the way God sees you and realize that, oh, all of you are not even important. Because when you don't know that God is with you, you think you are nobody. Joseph knew that he had a dream right from childhood. So it doesn't matter what his brothers were you know, saying, all of you are still going to bow to me someday. That's why he thought he was arrogant. That's why he thought he was rude. Because the guy knew what he was carrying. What are you carrying? There's a the grace of God in you. There's a the grace of God upon your life. There's a the favor of God upon your life. You are valuable. I said you are valuable. Amen. We look at the values that the grace of God or the favor of God added to Joseph's life in that, and might think that, oh, it was going backward. You were in the pit. Then you were sold. No, no, no. no. The grace of God that was upon him, the value that the God was putting on him were things that were putting him maybe more to his destiny. So even if it appears that the road is rough in the beginning, think about it, church. God is drawing you closer to destiny, in the name of Jesus, and He will bring you there in Jesus' mighty name. I wrote something in my own notes; in, uh, I made it red and bold. I says "The opinion of people do not matter when it comes to the gift of God concerning you. There's something that God has placed inside of you that is bigger than your qualification." Is bigger. Your job does not define you. What defines you is the gift of God inside of you. Use it. If you don't use it, it's going to die. Now I said, think about it. You know, a lot of us have gifts. Gifts. Gift, no matter how small it is, somebody say, "Oh, what's my gift?" Anything that you know how to do naturally, just do it. But oftentimes, we always try to use our gift for the people above us that we think that, oh, maybe if I use it for this person, Bible says that, oh, says a man diligent in his ways, you will stand before kings and not men, men. Yeah, you will stand before kings and not men, men, but hey, who do you apply your gift to? Jesus Christ gave us a perfect example in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Luke chapter 4, verse 18, the kind of people that we should use our gift to. It says that if you find anyone that is poor, that's in a position that's lower than you, use your gift for that person. Look at it. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he have not led me to preach the gospel to the poor. you find someone around you who is lower than you in anything. You have a job. Somebody needs a job. Use your gift for that person. Therein God is glorified. It says, anyone who is broken at You know, it gave us a powerful, powerful scripture. When it was talking about the parable of the good Samaritan. The story about the good Samaritan. How can we as a church, how can you as a Christian, tongue-talking, spirit filled, see somebody going through challenges of life and you become like a Levite, oh, you did not see. We cannot live like that this year. You have to use your gift. Joseph used his gift to ordinary prisoner. If he did not, he wouldn't have found himself in the palace. If he had been waiting, ah, maybe one day this gift I will use it before Pharaoh. There are things that God has blessed you with. Use it, church. Use it to anyone who you feel is held down, who is stuck in life, anyone who is under any captivity or not, or something like that. Just use it. Use it for those who are blind. Lead people, help people out. Use it for those who are abused. All these things are written in that scripture. Jesus Christ used it. Used his own gift to do all these things. So bless this kind of people. Tell your neighbor you to use your gifts. That's number one. Number two is that the, the, the favor of God helps us or makes us to be strategically positioned. The grace of God or the favor of God has a way of lifting you from where you are to where you are meant to be. Oftentimes where we are meant to be might not be where we want to be. But the grace of God has a way of putting you there. So, for example, you are not in church this morning by mistake or error. It is because God intends it so. I say God intends it so. Anyone could have bought Joseph. But God knew that hey, if I'm going to make this man the prime minister in this place, he needs to first go to somewhere where he can learn about the politics of the nation where he can learn about the military, about the strategy, about all these things I want to make of him because his qualifications do not get him there. So when he was being sold, God ensured that this guy was sold to the house of Potiphar. Nowhere else. At times when we think that we are working is only a preparation for where we're meant to be. It's only because there's a lesson to learn where we are. I remember once in my life when I got to this country, I remember getting this amazing job, and I got there, and what we are doing is that they brought all these goods from China, right? And it is pots. So we have to assemble, you know, assembly plants. We have to assemble the lead, you know. Um, everything came in different parts. The base or the bigger part of the pot, and the lead you assemble, you screw it together, put it together, repackage it, it's ready for sale. Great. It was there that I realized that "Ah, one day I have to go to this China. At times we are so consumed by where we are that we don't see the opportunity in it. Everything that God is taking you through, no matter how painful, how joyful it is, church, it is positioning you for the future. Do I get an amen? Yeah. The pain that you are going through is positioning you for the future. I always like to tell Joy or Joyce Meyer's story a lot. The challenges that she went through are the things that makes her a ministry. Those things makes you thicker, makes you stronger, makes you wiser. In fact, makes you relevant. Let your gift find expression this year. Number three things that that the gift of God does for you, or the the favor of God does for you, is that it promotes you. May the favor of God promote you this year. In the name of Jesus. May it promote you this year. In the name of Jesus. Joseph was promoted in jail. Joseph was promoted in Potiphar's house. Joseph was promoted in Pharaoh's household. Another thing that you need to know about the favor of God so that you know the favor of God is not dependent on where you are. Are you with me? See, while Joseph was in jail, they made him the chief jailer. Despite the fact that there were other security officers there, you don't get that. He was a jelly. He was a jelly. was a jelly? He's a prisoner <laughs> There's a jelly,? <jailee. laughs> if there's a jailer, there has to be a jelly. Employer, employer. <laughs> he was a prisoner, right? The chief prisoner, uh, sorry the chief jailer forgot about all the other officers and promoted a prisoner above them. That's what the favor of God does. Listen, Joseph was a slave in Potiphar's house, demoted as it appears to go into prison. When it was time for God to promote him, listen to this, it is foolishness for any president to promote someone who is not a cabinet minister they forgot about all the cabinet ministers and they promoted this guy who in the first place was a slave, second place was an Hebrew to become the prime minister. It does not make sense. I pray such is the kind of promotion that you get this year in the name of Jesus. Things that is beyond your wildest dreams. So when that is happening, know that the grace of God is with you. Know that it is not in commonplace for that to happen. When suddenly you, that you are not qualified, suddenly was qualified. Know that God is with you. The favor of God also causes people to be attracted to you. You don't understand that it's the favor of God that was upon Joshua, Joseph that Potiphar's wife saw. It was not the attraction. It was the favor. Of, listen, you don't understand. When the favor of God is upon people, people naturally are attracted to you. But when people don't recognize that it's the favor of God that's upon this person, they think that they are physically attracted to you. The day that grace disappears, you realize that they are not attracted to you. Do that make sense, church? It was a favor. You know, you just see this guy. This guy is just different from everybody. Just doing everything. You know, he speaks rightly. He does every... No, no, no. It's because the grace of God was upon that person at that time. And guess what, church? If you yourself, you, are not taking, you don't take care of that, you're not paying attention to that, you get carried away thinking that, oh, I'm that guy, I'm that girl. Guess what will happen? You will allow your grace to be stealing away. Joseph realized that that's why he ran away, that you, you are too small to take it away from me. It is the favor of God that was upon Joseph. Listen, your, the favor of God that's upon you is so attractive. Everybody wants to be like you. Everybody wants to associate with you. Everybody wants to be called your friend. Do you get it? Do not take it lightly. They came to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, Oh, don't cast the bread of children to swines. Don't take the things of God upon your life with levity. Don't take it lightly. The favor of God is upon you, church. Don't get deceived when everybody's rubbing your head. My God, you're so beautiful. Hey, there's another girl down the road that's so beautiful. They didn't say that to that girl. Yeah. It's because there's something special about you. You might not know it, but they see it. Do you know that even the devil knows that you are beautiful? Yes. Even the devil knows that you are meant to get somewhere. Yes. But we, that we are the carriers of that grace, thought, oftentimes we don't remember. We don't even know. May you run on the way. I said, you don't run away." <laughs> Another thing that the favor of God does is that puts in the position of responsibility. That's the one that we don't like. Now, 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 with all submission and all humility, and I'm um, don't mean to disrespect people. I realize that in this day and age, nobody wants to be responsible. In fact, they don't even teach responsibility. When we were growing up, right from early age, you are meant to be responsible for yourself. I went to boarding school from the age of five. I always say that everything I learned about being a man, I learned by myself. Do you get it? Because there was no choice. I had to grow up. But we're in a generation where responsibility is not thought, is not encouraged. No. But the favor of God puts you in a position of responsibility. Think about it. When it is not thought, and it now brings you there, how do you want to handle it? Somebody once says preparation plus opportunity brings success, right? You better prepare because God will bring you to the place of responsibility. While all the brothers of Joseph were miscreants and recalcitrants, right? Joseph himself was already preparing himself, right? For being responsible. When the father needed someone to take food to them, it was readily available. When he was making himself accountable, when he had a dream, he didn't think that he could achieve by himself, he ran to the Father to share his dream. He was already preparing himself for that place. You better prepare yourself, church. Because with responsibility, what God will place you in the position of responsibility. Responsibility breeds authority. It breeds leadership. It breeds you to be in front. When you're in front, everybody sees your backside. Sees how dirty your backside is. You're being responsible is being able to carry everybody's burden. Don't be surprised if this year suddenly your own boss, the same way that it do happen to Joseph, your own boss starts delegating his own responsibility to you. No, 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 it's not out of place. It is because an evidence of the grace of God upon your life. Because that person has seen in you that everything with you is only because you are here that have been prospered. So, in that wise, just do everything. So you now need to, see, I always say that do not try to outshine the master. Because that person is delegating to you does not make you the boss. Never forget that. Does not make you the boss. That person is delegating to you because of the favor of God upon your life. That person has seen it and like, all right, just continue. It doesn't make you smarter than that person. But you must take that role with responsibility. You must take it with accountability. You must take it within your strides and make the best out of it. Don't be surprised that even in your family, you, that you are the last, suddenly they won't take decisions before you are there. It's not because you are better than everybody, it's because the grace of God is upon your life. Suddenly your opinion mattered. You that before, they were pushing you aside, they were not even waiting for you, then suddenly you now become the one. It's because your opinion matters. So, if these are the evidences of divine favor and you know that is with you, right, how can you ensure that you don't lose it? Because you know it's possible to lose it. It's possible to lose it. It's possible to lose this favor of God that we are talking about. It is freely given, but retaining it is down to you. Number one, like I said earlier, be careful. Not to frustrate the grace of God upon your life. How can you frustrate the grace of God? Sin frustrates God's grace. Sin frustrates God's grace. Especially sexual sins and pride. Bible says that God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. So, pride can make God himself to resist that person. Not you in Jesus' mighty name. So just remember that anything that God is making out of you, you are who you are because of God's grace. Just always remember yourself, remember, remind yourself of that. Scripture says that sin is a reproach to any people. When you read Proverbs 5, you understand what I'm talking about. Sexual sin, the Bible says that you will give your strength to strangers. Not you in Jesus' mighty name. It says when you, in fact, the way he puts it, Proverbs five, makes us realize that oh, you should not even get close to the house of an adulteress. Should move your lane far from her. I described that in church one day. If there's a girl that ah, you know that this girl is temptation that lives on Robinson Road, Anytime you're going to Jack and they wait for your house is Robinson Street, you better go another way. Don't even go down that route at all. Change or change your house. You're right, change your house. Number two, ensuring that this favor continues requires you to have integrity of faith. Don't be, don't be tossed about by every wave of doctrine. People will come to you and say, hey, this is what is happening now. You better stay on the lane that God has called you to. Stay on the lane of your faith. Stay on the things that you, you believe. When Paul was writing to the Galatians church, he said explicitly, who has bewitched you? You started well, suddenly you started to to believe in something else. Who has bewitched you? Have integrity in your faith. That's why Joseph refused to take on Potiphar's wife. Opportunity. Potiphar's wife would have sorted him out. At least collect money from Potiphar and give to him. Or make him the head servant. You know the woman, the time is what happens in the house. But his destiny was greater than that always remember one thing. Anything that the devil offers you on a platter, well, anything that the devil offers you, whether on a platter of gold or a platter of wood, (laughs) anything that the devil offers you on a platter, think about it, you are better than that thing. Honestly, if you're dating someone and the person feels that, oh, we need to have sex before, I'm so sure that that means you are better than that person. Anything the devil offers you, you are better than it. It's not for you. Refuse to compromise your faith. Number three, ensure that your righteousness is not tainted. Remain a friend of God, both in prayers and fellowship. This year, spend time with God more. Create time, you and God. Create it consciously. You have a diary, create time. And I'm speaking to myself in this regard, and my wife's like, yeah, speak to yourself. Create time, you and God alone. Spend time. Spend time, remain a friend of his. The only way you my friend is if we spend time together. Isn't it, joking? Okay? We spent time together. And I felt like when they left, I felt like, wow, I miss them. Yeah, that's the way it is. Yeah, she's happy now. I know her number. <laughs> number four, don't take the things of the covenant as child's play. Look at the way God puts it in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. It says, those who do wickedly against the covenant, does it corrupt with flatteries? Right? The things of the covenant, don't take them as child's play. Don't belittle them. Don't belittle the things of church. Don't belittle communion. Don't belittle fellowship. Don't belittle your offering, your tithe. Don't belittle the things of God. Don't take them as child's play. It says, those, Daniel 11, it 32, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he corrupts them with flatteries. People will start praising you and telling you that you are doing well. It's a lie. It is God himself that's making them to corrupt you. With flatteries, it will corrupt those who have violated the covenant. It is God himself that maybe will praise you. Yes, we're on your side. Yeah, yeah. You're doing well. You are our fighter. You are yeah. But it's God that is dealing with it. May that not be your portion in Jesus' mighty name. Stay with the things of God. Uphold the things of God. Don't take it lightly. And number five, final one, is that this year, in the name of Jesus... You must increase in wisdom, church. You must increase in wisdom. I'm not talking about the wisdom of the world, which is also important, right? This has its place. But Bible says that knowledge puffs up, right? The more you know, the more you are puffed up. Mm? That is why lawyers are well done. <laughs> That's why lawyers and doctors oftentimes are the most proud people in this world because they know that your destiny depends on them. Right, they know so much that they know that they determine whether you live or you don't live. Right, so they become proud. Not own doctors and lawyers. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Right, so knowledge like pops up. But what we're talking about is that you must gain wisdom. And the only way you gain wisdom is by increasing in the knowledge of God. I you mean know God more, church. Know God more. Know God more in prayers. There are so many things that God will reveal to you when you are praying. Too many things. Too many things. He said, call unto me. And I will show you great and mighty things that you don't even know. You call unto God and say, God, tell me about me. Right? Oh, you call to the God, tell me about me. God, tell me about me. God, tell me about me. Nothing is coming. Don't worry. Tomorrow come again. One day, one day, one day. When God is tired about you calling to me, he will talk to you. Call unto God. Pray, spend time, open your Bible. I don't know whether you do it, but I do it. Right? At times when I'm picking, I'll read a line, I'll pray about that line. Bro, shata, yamali, gil, bro, you know, I'll get a revelation about that line. I'll deliver the next one. I don't aim to finish the Bible. What's the point of finishing the Bible when I don't remember one? It's true. If all through the year, if all I can read is Matthew, that is fine. As long as I read that Matthew and the word becomes flesh. There's no point reading the old scripture. You know, some people they read the Bible four times in a year. Praise God. I've never finished reading the Bible. And I'm still reading. And I've read some people, I've read and read, 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 and I'm so sure there are some places I've not read. It's fine. Read, read, pray that scripture that you read until it becomes part of you, until you get a revelation from it. Because Bible says, I think 2nd Peter 1, 1, verse 2. That grace is multiplied by the knowledge of God. The only way you get grace, the only way you get favor, is by the multiplication of the knowledge that you have, the knowledge of God that you have. Am I right? God bless you. Says grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Increase in the knowledge of God. Increase knowledge of Jesus Christ. Grace multiplied. Favor is multiplied. Don't. Increasing that knowledge, then it's either grace is diminished or reduced. <laughs> right? The grace of last year cannot keep us this year. If mean the knowledge of last year means cannot keep you this year. You need to start afresh. Do I get an amen? amen? Go ahead and talk to God this morning and say, Father, Lord, let your grace abound. Lord, let me not frustrate your grace. Please talk to God, church. That whatever it is in my life that will make me frustrate your grace. That will make me frustrate your love for me. That will make, you, make me frustrate your favor for me. Lord, please forgive me. And Lord, please purge them away from my life. Go ahead and talk to God this morning. Go ahead and talk to God this morning. Please talk to God. Continue talking to God. Don't be tired in talking to God. It's one of the things that makes grace abound. Your prayers... And while everybody is praying, you keep praying, you keep praying, settle your own salvation with fear and trembling. While that is going on, if there's anyone this morning, you are not born again, I'm sorry to tell you that this favor is not for you. It is only for those who are born again, those who are the children of God. This morning, you are not born again, or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus, just raise up your hand and pull it back down, and I'll pray for you where I am. And the favor of God will be with you permanently. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus, or you want to give your life to Jesus, just raise up your hand and pull it back down and I'll pray for you where I am. I won't call you out, I won't embarrass you. It's not important. What is important is that you and Jesus start working together. Everybody pray to God this morning. And I'll make that call again for the last time. You want to give your life to Jesus, or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus? Bible says, I stand at the door of your heart and I'm knocking. If you will open unto me this morning, I'm going to come in. I'm going to dine with you. God bless you, my brother. Thank you so much. God sees your hand. God will keep you. If you want to give your life to him this morning, raise up your hand and pull it back down. And I'm going to pray for you. And while everybody is praying, you to pray, my brother. and say, Father, forgive me all my sins. Wash me clean by your blood. I accept you again as my Lord and Savior. I give my life unto you. Lord, have your way in my life. Wash me clean of all my sins. Let me be your son indeed in the name of Jesus. And I pray for you this morning. Father, thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you because of the gift of salvation. It is is the first expression of your grace. Lord, I lift my brother into your hands and I pray that, Lord, your grace will keep him. In the name of Jesus, I ask you, God, please forgive him of all his sins. Write his name in the book of life. Lord, I pray, O God, that for everything that we have listed this morning as the evidence of your favor, let it rest upon him. Let it rest upon everything that concerns him. In the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, I pray for everyone this morning, that, Lord, come this time next year, we shall all testify that truly you have been with us. In the name of Jesus. Let your favor be with us. Let it make us more valuable. Let, it make, let your grace promote us. Let your grace make us to be preferred. Let your grace, O oh God, set us aside. Let it make us to be attractive in the name of Jesus. Let your grace, O oh God, make us the person that you want us to be. Thank you, mighty Father. We exalt you in Jesus' mighty name. We Celebrate Jesus. Church.